Welcome to Health Happenings here at Coast Access Radio. I'm Todd Zainer. We're taking the opportunity to discuss Mental Health Awareness Week, which has recently passed in New Zealand, but still very, very appropriate. We've commemorated Mental Health Awareness Week, and we're going to have a chat today to a very special person who works for Bernardo's. The 0800 WhatsApp phone number has been in existence for some 20 years or so. So we want to talk to the 0800 WhatsApp supervisor about what it all means for people in the community. That's Elise Whitson. Welcome to the program, Elise. Thank you so much, Todd. It's great to um, have a chance to be here. Well, talk about what the 0800 WhatsApp number actually is for those that have absolutely no idea. Sure. Um, so we are a Bernardo's uh, service. So we are a child-centred service. Uh, we are a phone number and also an online chat service that's a free uh, line for kids and teens all over Aotearoa to chat about absolutely anything that's going on for them uh, at, at any time that suits them. Um, so they can just contact us and have a yarn about what's going on in their lives and that could be uh, something small and just having a wee chat or it could be some um, really serious uh, issue. So that's free for everyone all over the country. And you've been involved with it for several years yourself, Elise? I have, yeah, approximately five years I've been on board. So I um, was a counsellor for the service uh, and now I'm a supervisor for the service. Oh, that's great. And 20 years this particular 0800 toll-free number's been up and running. Yes, yes. It's a pretty big milestone this year. Um, and it's, it's sort of changed over the years from um, humble beginnings and just being a phone line. And now, obviously, as the world's changing and technology's rising, um, we've jumped on board with the online services as well to meet the needs of uh, young people as that's where they often tend to want to hang out and, and do things What sort of young people use this service? You've got a few statistics to break down haven't you? Uh, yeah I mean it's, it's all sorts of young people Todd I mean um, it's, I can say it's right across the country and um, it's people talking about anything at all from, you know, friendship problems to um, serious risk situations where they might be um, thinking about taking their life or um, in deep depression um, and then everything in between. And so we, we took around, uh, around 12,700 um, calls and chats last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, within that, there's a, a real wide scope of um, people and, and uh, topics. So that's about, if I'm, I'm just doing the maths in my head, that's about 30 people per day every single day of the year. Uh, yeah, if you average it out. Um, yeah. Great maths there, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> what age predominantly uses the service my guess would be teenagers but it's not just teenagers is it it's not no so we we will talk to people really right up from five until 19 um 
you know, averagely, I'd say sort of 12 to 15 is our biggest um, majority, but uh, we absolutely get get um, calls and chats from from young people who might ring uh, alone or they might ring with a, a parent there or a parent of helping them out. Um, and then, yeah, right up until people are about to exit their teens. Have you noticed a trend in the last few years? Are more people starting to use this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Our, um, our contact rates have increased uh, pretty substantially and we've seen that um, not just over the few years but also um, with COVID and whatnot happening uh, recently we've seen a real increase uh, in contact and people needing support. And there's an amazing array of reasons as you say um, psychological reasons, emotional problems, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts of things COVID is making a bit of an impact, you know, for young and old alike, I guess. Certainly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's not really many people that it's not affecting <laughs> um, on some sort of emotional level. Um, yeah, there, there was a, a definite increase mm. um, as, as COVID came up. Um, so, so that's probably the, the major reason when you look at it statistically I see the statistics something like 44% of young people reached out for things like that uh, conversations around depression anxiety and anger and grief and that statistic just looking at the numbers Elise that that doubled within a year that that must be a bit of a worrying trend Mm, yeah I mean um Yes, but also I think the the stigma around talking about mental health is being released. You know, there's been a lot of emphasis on child mental health and so I think people are getting more used to reaching out as well um, and and just going for places for support. Um, And, uh, yeah, obviously COVID's playing into that and... Um, you know, but but I think that the trend is fitting with everything that's happening in the world, you know. Um, How much of a problem is social media? Social media. Uh, we do have people talk about social media a lot, absolutely. That is a definite trend there. Um, it's a different version of, of problems that have always been there. Um, for young people, I think, Todd, you know, that sort of self-image during your teenage years especially um, has always been there and social media is just the way that that's playing out for for young people right now. Um, As you probably hear a lot of people say, I don't necessarily think it's social media itself, but it's the way that it's used. Social media, yeah, you're right. Social media is such an easy way to bully someone behind a keyboard, you know, behind a computer screen, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that, that is one part of social media that can happen. And, and bullying is a massive um, topic for us. It's within our sort of top uh, three topics that people talk about. Mm. 
Um, and, and that's happening online, but that's still happening in all those sort of traditional ways, you know, on the school grounds and um, outside of the school and things like that as well. Also, I see statistically 30% of the contacts were worries due to relationships. Yes, um, and relationships, that includes um, family relationships. That's actually the highest percentage of relationships that's talked about. Um, so what's going on in the household, and that is everything from, um, you know, problems with siblings to problems with um, talking with with adults. Um, and then you've got peer relationships sitting under the family relationships and then uh, relationships between partners or romantic relationships mm. sitting underneath that. But, yeah, the family relationships is, is a massive one. And, um, you know, young people trying to figure out how they and their parents can see eye to eye. <laughs> it's almost more normal these days for families to break up, marriages to break up, than ones that stay together. I mean, that's probably being a little subjective, I guess. But, you know, you talk about um, people who have got stepdads or stepmums, and that probably is a lot more common than it was, say, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, sure, that's not my area of expertise, but I would say you're probably right there. Mm, mm. And that causes some angst with, with young people indeed. And also another large topic relating to issues at school, Elise. Yes, yes, that, that is a big one. And, and that ranges from, um, you know, uh, feeling uncomfortable at school and, and not really um, fitting in with the environment to uh, stress of school. And stress of school is actually the main part of that um, statistical area uh, in terms of people who speak with us. Um, a, a huge amount of stress young people are feeling around school, the pressure to succeed, not being able to keep up with work, um, and, and just feeling like school uh, and succeeding is the be-all and the end-all. So talk about what happens, the procedure. When a child or a young person contacts the 0800 WhatsApp number, what happens on the other end of the phone? What happens on the other end of the phone is that we just try to give them as much space as possible to bring up what they want to bring up and what they want to bring forward. Um, so, you know, what what is on your mind today? What made you want to call? And sometimes that can be hard to talk about and, and open up about. So um, if young people are finding it hard, we might just, ease into it, you know, find out a little bit more about them and just be curious. That is the main thing. Um, our approach is all about being curious about the young person and trying to figure out what life is like through their eyes. The counsellors, I guess, on the other end of the telephone talking to the children and young people, describe them, I guess they come from a wide variety of backgrounds. How many actually are there within the Bernardo's family? 
Uh, so we've got on board roughly 15 um, full-time uh, WhatsApp staff mm. um, in terms of counsellors, and then we've got a group of supervisors as well. This is something that is seen to be very important within the community. How, and this might be a, a little bit probing, but how are you funded? Is it government funding? Do you have to fundraise? Do you have to shake the tin on street corners? <laughs> we are um, part of Bernardo's, and if you've heard of Bernardo's, it is a charity. We are a children's charity, so um, most of our funding does come from uh, fundraising. We have a wonderful fundraising team who do all sorts of campaigns. They go door knocking, um, you know, uh, people approach us. We have um, a couple of investors on board, but yeah, we are largely a charity. Mm. And it's essentially for children as young as five. Statistically, there are five, six, seven-year-olds using this service? Yes. Yes. It's definitely, you know, um, not every day that we get a five, six, seven-year-old, but, yeah, absolutely, that is um, well within what we do and and who we speak with. Mm. What about different parts of the country? Is there one area that's more popular than the other? Does it sort of matter where, what sort of background children come from? You break it down by regions and I guess in a sense sometimes ethnicity as well, Elise? Yeah, um, I mean ethnicity, um, unless the child or young person is explicitly talked about, it can be a little bit harder um, to gauge uh, if they are talking about their uh, cultural context, um, then we're able to gauge that information. But otherwise, you know, it's a it's a really anonymous service, mm. um, and that's something I think that young people uh, love about our service is that we are somebody outside of their world that they can come to. There's no bias, there's no prejudgment, anything like that, and they can come and. Um, speak with somebody anonymous and just be whoever they need to be in that moment and talk about whatever needs talking about and we don't have any um, restrictions on that that might be placed on what they can talk about uh, in their everyday life. So um, in, term, in terms of culture and ethnicity, that's a lot harder to uh, capture. In terms of... Uh, areas of the country, we do see a, a larger proportion of our calls from the larger centres, mm-hmm. you know, such, such as Auckland, Christchurch, uh, Wellington. And as far as if you're able to pick up more serious issues, are you able to then refer to, say, the likes of Oranga Tamariki? We are able to, yes. Um, and so we took uh, roughly 130 um, calls and chats last year that um, did result in us having to intervene and get uh, external support for the young person. Um, but we only do that in a situation where a young person is at imminent risk 
of harm. Mm. Uh, otherwise, everything that they're telling us is completely confidential to WhatsApp and ultimately we are working to uh, getting the young person to be empowered uh, in, in their choices and, and empowering them to reach out for support in their already existing community and supports um, so that they actually are seeking that for themselves. Uh, but, yeah, if somebody is at risk, then we, are, um, we actually have a duty of care, a legal obligation to uh, help them get um, safety. Talk about follow-up systems and support, Elise. I mean, if you get a first-time caller, and that's what a lot of them will be, you mm -hmm. give them advice, plans of action. Do you encourage them then to, to phone back, or are you able to phone them back? How does that work? Yeah, so we don't contact them. Um, our service is based on young people contacting us when they need it, um, having that safe space. Uh, at, at their will um, and we are encouraging them to contact us back if they need to. We have a lot of one-time uh, callers and chatters and that, that's great and that's fine and they feel supported in that one contact. Um, but we also have a regular counselling system whereby if somebody wants to ring on an ongoing basis and continue talking through some stuff that's going on for them, we can actually assign them a regular counsellor so that they can contact when that person is on and not have to repeat their story and have an ongoing um, flow of information and ideas and uh, be able to work towards some goals if they want to and someone who gets to know them on a, on a deeper level, I guess and um, help them work towards stuff. So we've got both of those things going on there that um, is actually something that's quite unique to our service, um, being able to have that regular counsellor system on a, on a helpline like ours. Talk about the training that your counsellors and I guess supervisors need to perform the service, Elise. Yeah, sure. So we are all trained when we come into this job. We um, go through an extensive training that is based on being uh, child-centred, which is what I was talking about before in terms of um, seeing the world through the eyes of the young person and helping them be um, empowered, for empowerment as a part of that Um and so we are, we are all trained to work in that way. So we're not giving advice as such. Uh, we are centred on helping them come to understand themselves um, and themselves in the world and um, what's best for them. We say that the child or the young person is the expert of their own life. They know themselves best. They know what is uh, best for themselves and can access that um, sense of their own being. So we're all trained in that line of um, working so that we're able to really provide a safe space for young people to uh, be who they want to be in that moment when they contact us.
Mm, that's very important in a safe space, in a in a bubble. I guess that's a word of the last eighteen months bubble. But <laughs> yeah. you're also you're also under the umbrella of what Bernardo's does for for everyone. That's correct, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Bernardo's wants um, a place where all young people can can shine. Um, you know, and, and we're all young people are, are safe in the world, and we are one uh, strand to that bow, one string to that bow. Mm, mm. Now, it's more than just an 0800 number because you do also have an online web chat service, don't you? We do, yes. Um, so, uh, young people can jump on our website, which is whatsapp.co.nz, and um, just jump online and have a real-time um, chat, no video or anything like that, just through words. But, yeah, have a real-time chat with someone online if that's an easier space for them. And we've seen a real trend in um, young people seeming to maybe even prefer that service um, in some senses because uh, it is an even more anonymous space for them to contact. There'll be a lot of younger children, for example, under or pre-teens and so on, who won't have their own phones for various reasons, So, but they've got access to a, a laptop or an iPad or something like that, so they can get online there. Um, and the, the 0800 number, now it's available certain times of the day, seven days a week, but certain times of the day, Elise? So uh, midday until 11 p.m. Uh, during the week, and 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the weekend. Oh, okay, all right. And similarly, the web chat is available at certain times as well, isn't it? Yes. So that's just 1 p.m. to uh, 10 p.m. on the weekdays, mm-hmm. and 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. on the weekend. What a fabulous service! You must get some satisfaction out of dealing with people and making them happier yes it's an incredibly rewarding job um uh, but you know more than a, a job it's just great to know that children and young people have access to something a service uh where they can go if they're at a loss you know where they can go if they're needing to speak with someone outside of their world where they can go, where they want to speak to somebody trained who talks to people about these things, um, you know, day in and day out and be able to get some perspective on what's happening in their world and have a bouncing board to explore themselves and their ideas. Mm. Which is very, very important. And parents and guardians and other family far now also encouraged to look at the websites, there's the WhatsApp website, and also the General Bernardo's website too. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's, there's a whole space for Fano um, who may have uh, questions or wanting to know more on the WhatsApp website, and of course the Bernardo's website has all the information about the wide variety of Bernardo's services that are there to help. Um, you know, both young people directly, but also families uh, who are seeking support. Well, Elise, it's been fascinating to find out about 
Finding out about the 0800 WhatsApp service on behalf of Bernardo's, I know Mental Health Awareness Week has been and gone, but you could argue that almost every week is Mental Health Awareness Week, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we do need to be aware of it um, every week of the year. It's fantastic that we have a dedicated time to have a look at that um, and and bring awareness to it. But, yeah, of course, mental health um, never stops being important, you know, Mm. just as important as physical health. All right, so let's give those details again. The web chat for the children and young persons you can go to WhatsApp just w-a-w-h-a-t-s-u-p dot co dot n-z whatsapp dot co dot n-z or 0800 WhatsApp and that works out to a, a number doesn't it? It does 0800 942 Yep and those details they will be on the Bernardo's website if you need to look at that Um, Elise, thank you so much for your time and enlightening us and I hope it goes very, very well and a great service you do for the young people in the community. Thank you. Not a problem, Todd. If you don't mind, I'd love to just close with sharing um, two quotes from um, last week with Mental Health Awareness Week. We actually did a survey where we asked young people to have their say on... um, what adults can do to help children and young people when they're feeling down. And I think there's nothing stronger than hearing it from the horse's mouth. (laughs) Um, So I'd love to just share what a couple of young people said about that. Um, So we've got a young person here said, uh, sometimes a lot of people just want to be listened to. Offering answers and insight is good, but to just feel heard is what a lot of kids are looking for. And then somebody else here said, never to discourage someone's feelings or make them feel invalid in the way that they feel. That's profound. That's great. They're wonderful quotes. Those are the sort of quotes you should have printed out and put up on your walls somewhere. Yeah. Every household in Aotearoa, I think, Todd. <laughs> That's great. At least thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Not a problem. That's Elise Whitson, who is an 0800 WhatsApp supervisor on behalf of Bernardo's. Bernardo's do more for Kiwi kids. That's the motto. And that's our Health Happenings program for this week here at Coast Access Radio. I'm Todd Zaino. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.